In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Some Pharisees approached Jesus, and to test him they said, Is it against the law for a man to divorce his wife on any pretext whatever? He answered, Have you not read that the Creator from the beginning made them male and female, and that he said, This is why a man must leave father and mother and cling to his wife, and the two become one body. They are no longer two, therefore, but one body. So then, what God has united, man must not divide. They said to him, Then why did Moses command that a writ of dismissal should be given in cases of divorce? It was because he was so unteachable, he said, that Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But it was not like this from the beginning. Now I say this to you, the man who divorces his wife, I am not speaking of fornication, and marries another, is guilty of adultery. The disciples said to him, If that is how things are between husband and wife, is it not advisable to marry? But he replied, It is not everyone who can accept what I have said, but only those to whom it is granted. There are eunuchs born that way from their mother's womb. There are eunuchs made so by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves that way for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. The Gospel of the Lord. The question posed to the Lord by the Pharisees, Is it against the law for a man to divorce his wife on any pretext whatever? Sounds like divorce on demand. That is, without needing to justify it on any grounds. A similar debate is taking place in America in the aftermath of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. But this time, it is abortion on demand. There was a time when abortion, it, if it was allowed, could only be justified on medical grounds. That is, if carrying the child full term would endanger the life of the mother. The proponents of abortion have now expanded the entire justification to basically, it is the woman's choice, and no one, especially men, should question her absolute fundamental right to terminate the pregnancy, thus abortion on demand. Although traditional grounds for divorce largely remain in the law books to recent time, the reality is that the courts have actually been giving their rubber stamp to the decision of the couple to separate and divorce, without having to really show any justification for their decision. Perhaps there is a similar unsaid notion that it is the fundamental right of every person to get a divorce. A twisted parody of scripture would sound like this. What man has joined, man can now put asunder. But our Lord gives us a powerful reminder in today's passage. 
one that is not popular today nor then. The trouble is that it challenges our pension to find the flimsiest excuse to get out of fix. In a sarcastic sort of a way, he challenges the Pharisees to re-examine their arrogant claim that they knew the law and were the most stringent observers of the law. Have you not read that the Creator from the beginning made them male and female, and that he said, This is why a man must leave father and mother and cling to his wife, and the two become one body. They are no longer two, therefore, but one body. So then, what God has united, man must not divide. He was reminding them that marriage is a vocation, a call from God. Marriage is first and foremost a choice of God, a calling, a vocation. It is never a choice between two persons individually and in common to start with. Rather, the man and woman's role is secondary. Theirs is the response to the choice made by God, where they freely, willingly and without reservation say yes to the plan of God. The reason that marriage is so painful and yet wonderful is because it is a reflection of the gospel, which is painful and wonderful at once. The gospel of the good news is that we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared to believe. At the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. Love without truth is sentimentality. It supports and affirms us but keeps us in denial about our flaws. Truth without love is harshness. It gives us information but in such a way that we cannot really hear. Marriage requires both truth and love, and that is why it demands a permanent commitment rather than a tentative one which disintegrates the moment we are forced to face an inconvenient truth about ourselves or our neighbour. The same lifelong commitment demanded of marriage must also be the very same commitment demanded of those who have consecrated their lives to God in the kingdom, priests and religious the so-called eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom. Both committed couples, religious and priests, can therefore be countersigns in a world marked by transitoriness, a world that desperately needs to see that love can overcome hate. Generosity is more powerful than greed, that peace can prevail over violence. Rather than demanding divorce and abortion wherever we feel like it, let us be reminded of what is demanded of us by virtue of our creation and our vocation, to live for God and the other instead of living selfishly for oneself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.